Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Sly Lama. If this is the first time you're tuning in, you may be wondering why this is even called The Sly Lama. It's because I slightly pretend to be a product manager for products that I did not build, and where the information is only marginally less useful than what you get from the real Dalai Lama. So why am I doing this? After spending hundreds of hours of talking to users, I feel I'm uniquely uh, qualified to share with you a hack. A hack to talk to your users. We always hear about how important it is to talk to users when building product. But in my experience, people are either afraid to do it. Silence can be terrifying. You think about what to ask them next. You're not listening to what they're saying. Or you just check the box by you know, running through some questions quickly. And in both those situations, you end up with features that you know don't ship and products that sit on shelves. So the format for this is, I'm going to pick up a product at random from Product Hunt. It may be a product of the day or product of the week. I'm going to find the user that this product's intended for. I'm going to chat with them for 10 minutes. It's not going to be a random chat. The outcome should be some useful information for the team. So to prove that this hack works, I'm just going to go in cold. All right, with that, let's go. Today we have Reshma on the show. Hello, Reshma. Hi. And we're here to talk about design systems and specifically a design system that's uh, been made for Figma. But before we get into that, Reshma, tell the audience a little bit about what you do, uh, why you do it, and how the world might be a better place for it. I don't know about the better place for it. but uh, So hi, I'm Reshma, and I am a designer. And I am the type of designer that designs uh, software applications. So popularly, uh, the role is referred to as user experience and user interface design or user um, UX and UI. And I've been doing this for about 15 years. I specialize in designing uh, experiences for technical enterprise products. And that's um, primarily where I've spend most of my time working in various startups. I do have some experience in managing teams and have worked at Coursera, which is more of a consumer product. Uh, so yeah, I, ha- I have a, a breadth of experience in design. As far as the world being a better place, um, I think we all you know, make small contributions in the work we do. And I think the, the best part about this is that, or at least, most of us hope to be lucky enough to build experiences that people are actually using. So, you, you know, you actually see your work show up in and and hopefully it delights people. Uh, but there are obviously times when it doesn't. And so that's something that you just work through. Rishma is very modest. Her work has touched thousands, if not uh, hundreds of thousands of people, as she mentioned, Coursera and uh, her other enterprise products have, uh, have been used widely. So uh, I'm very excited to have Rishma on the show. As you know, Rishma, my parents are designers, and to your point of making the world a better place than uh, in in your own small way, good design like just lights up everyone's day, right? Like, I've seen that. My parents are different type of designers; they're architects and interior designers. But mm-hmm. uh, it's always nice to walk into a space that's been beautifully designed, and it's always nice to walk into an experience digitally that's been beautifully designed. So, so thank you for the work that you do. Jumping into the world of design systems, you touched on it. I want to kick it off with trying to understand. As a, as a dumb PM, I have the benefit of not having to worry about this stuff. I, I file a ticket and then automatically 
beautiful design comes back um and 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 uh, i i try not to worry myself with the details you touched on there being different types of designers out there you mentioned ui you mentioned ux who is a design system for so design systems have gained a lot of traction in perhaps the last 5 to 7 years and they primarily were introduced or became a thing in larger design teams that were supporting you know large companies that may or may not have been public companies but certainly had uh, multiple experiences and the goal of a lot of these products or applications was to ensure that there was some level of consistency in the experiences regardless of the device or the form factor in which they were served and so and if they had a suite of products then they certainly wanted to have that tie in between those experiences now often we think about branding and we think about the color palettes and and other visual elements right that that you see a kind of a uniform theme across products so you take uber as an example uh, or lyft and airbnb and so on a lot of these companies are you know credited with good design and and a good part of good design is is you know encountering consistent experiences when you engage with that product or various faces of that product on a you know repeatedly and you know that a product is never static it's constantly evolving you're adding new features you um might introduce a whole new product in their suite of applications and so as you do this you don't certainly want to keep building based on certain old patterns you're perhaps innovating a little bit and so the design systems help bring in that kind of consistency so when you ask that question about who or what kind of designer is doing design systems any designer certainly can 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 start working on design systems but it requires a different type of mindset when you're doing it which means that your focus is in building components or you know atomic level elements that are consistent and and actually give the rest of your design team a menu of offerings from which they would build layouts and interfaces and screens so it's a system it's a system that that is, allows you to do systematic design a quick example of that is form elements such as a drop down uh, an input field where you enter a name or address or something like that they would all have a visual consistency on the front side what design systems have done is brought consistency and, and uh, in in the visual palette uh, and also in the forms that 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 you see across different products and there's a lot more sophistication to this in that the sizing color visual flair that these elements will have will carry through uh, various devices so if you were to see the uber app on an ipad or on your phone or on the web the, you know it you would know that it is the same product from the same company but you would also see the scary forward on different operating systems or different environments between two phones like an iphone and an android furthermore you would have a lot of the brand elements uh, come through in some of the design on the inside for a design team what a design system will do or often a design systems team will do is be in service of the designers that are designing unique experiences and so there is a constant sort of uh, back and forth between a central design systems team and the various departments or the various design teams that are working on different areas of a product or different product and so essentially they are catering to the design system teams so design systems team is catering to the needs of its design organization um and they are co- constantly evolving the design system with new 
patterns and elements. Um, for example, let's say you have an, an area where you need to take credit card details. Well, the design system team or the design team that, that is looking after this experience may, may design you know, the credit card capturing field and the associated fields. And so at this point, you would probably talk to design systems and say, okay, well, this seems like a pattern that we will use uh, repeatedly. And as a result, this kind of a pattern will make it into the design system. T uh, design system will then publish it across the organization for others to pick up and use, right? So think of these as building blocks that can be adopted in different experiences. Awesome. So I have another dumb question. I, as you know, I have a website, have a couple of those elements that you mentioned, a dropdown, a place where you can check something out. I, my website's just in Wix and it's pretty simple. I, I, the, uh, and you can correct me, but it seems like Wix has a design system built in and that I can drag these components onto my page and while I've got it, they give me some customizability with it. I can change the look and feel of those dropdowns to some extent. I can change the look and feel of those checkout boxes to some extent. So I haven't necessarily had to go looking for a design system. It seems like it becomes relevant at some later stage of an organization. How should I think about that? When does a company move away to maybe wanting their own design system in place? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think there is such an organic journey that teams make towards design systems. And that typically tends to happen when your organization grows. Your organization grows, your design team grows. And naturally, the design team is growing because they have more and more uh, work to be done. And that typically, that may end up being new features being built, new product uh, surfaces that have been uh, recently developed and need to be designed. You know, it's 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 literally about dealing with the scale of work that you have. And the design team at that point will carve out time or even dedicate resources to, to focus on the design system because that is, in many cases, a full-time job. Now, when it mm. comes to components like drop-downs or, you know, a radio button or checkboxes, those tend to be like table stakes, you know, web applications being the distinction you have those kinds of um, elements, right? Um, at least in the enterprise realm, you know, some of the common patterns that we will see are tables, lists, you will see um, side panels with a bunch of, you know, labels and value fields, you will see uh, just plain text and headings, you will see, uh, you know, basically, you have interactive elements, and then you have just uh, uh, content. And so, you'll see breadcrumbs, you'll see navigation, you know, and so on and so forth. And so when you're talking about a web application, you know, it's not necessarily a website, right? There's a lot that you're trying to get a task done. And so suddenly design systems become more relevant in a web application than may maybe when you're constructing the most complicated website. In a website, really, you, you, you may draw upon some of these elements, but largely you find um, that the 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 composition of a website happens to have a lot of typography, lots of visual assets like images, perhaps some graphics, but it's not necessarily uh, designed to have hyper interactivity to complete a task. You know, your main task is you're perusing it, you're reading. So if you switch to web applications or products, really, um, design systems in some sense are a luxury because when you're starting to build your product in, in the early stages, your focus is on, uh, you know, achieving 
you know, functional fit, like you want to make sure that the people that you're catering to or the users are able to complete what they need to do in an expedient fashion and, you know, minimal frustration. At that point, that's your focus. So you're probably not thinking about building like uh, a design system and thinking about your internal uh, design and development process. Design systems become relevant when you've got larger teams, you need, you know, communication um, is hard to maintain across multiple product and design and engineering teams. And so this design system can be a language that is shared by designers and engineers. Now, where engineers kick in is ultimately they're going to build your designs. And so a design system, while has um, the design system uh, in the real world happens to be not just design elements in your Figma or your design tool of choice, but they are actually built as components and hosted somewhere, perhaps, you know, in a public facing or rather internally in the company facing environment uh, in that they've been coded up. And so even the engineering team will be using said components from the design system when they're building out a page or a layout, right? And so now this is all about speeding up your development and design process. How many different design systems have you encountered and how has one differentiated over another? So as a designer, um, I'm I've I'm aware of some of the well-known design systems and they happen to be the earliest um, in that they've now made a lot more um, progress in their evolution and perhaps are in their second or third generation or version. Uh, I'll list out a few. So there's material design that's very well known. Material came out of Google. Um, in the early days, if I'm not mistaken, yep. Material was born as a visual language. And so they actually had a separate team or a separate, like a, more of a creative agency style team in New York that built out their first version of Material. Um, and there was a lot of design philosophy and uh, principles that kind of culminated in that design. And of course, it was an ambitious endeavor, but basically Google had decided that they wanted to bring consistency across the many, many products, um, enterprise and consumer. And so to some extent, they've actually accomplished that. And so material design is one of the well-known ones. There's Polaris. Um, I think that's Spotify's uh, design system. I've seen... Um, segments um design system segment is an enterprise product it's called evergreen i've seen um uber's design system i forget what it's called i mean there is such a thing as naming your design system and then writing a medium article about it because you're kind of evangelizing what you've done and some of these teams often will open source it because really there isn't some you know proprietary thing about the design system in in some ways it is like a toolkit and what you'll often find is smaller companies and teams that don't really have a whole backing of uh, people to to build something from scratch. They leverage it, right? And then they'll adapt it. And because at least there is an inventory of all the things that you might need for your product and you can be sensible about what you use there. So I've encountered these design systems while researching, you know, what they're like, how complete they are. Um, there are popular frameworks like Tailwind, which is like a novel way of writing your CSS. They have a design system and that is kind of, you know, lends itself to the way Tailwind works in, in the actual code. And so you can use theirs. Um, another thing that design systems come with nowadays with, that are open source, they'll have a whole uh, color palette with all the rails, you know, that you can use and adapt. So they, you know, they, they, they've taken it to that extent that they've taught you how to create a design system by just exposing it. But these are some that I can think of. Yeah, you mentioned discoverability. 
how do you become aware of these do you actively seek them out do they just show up in your inbox just like anyone just like an engineer in its their field or a back end engineer or someone working on a specific technology designers uh try to keep up through various you know keep up with what is happening in the industry in various ways right like you might attend conferences you might um this go listen to talks like some of these teams that have done these design systems may write an article about them in medium to explain their process and how they approached it and what was what went to into building it right to educate uh you they you might hear them speak about it you might see tweets right i see a lot of information on twitter that i scan i'm not active in tweeting myself but i follow good engineers and designers and companies and so i encounter information there as well uh, so yeah there's you know the usual channels of of information that you hear that you get this from i'm curious how hard it is to switch from one design system to another so say you've been on spotify and you now become aware of uber what helps with trying what helps with buying what helps with switching do you actually do companies actually if you were to think back on coursera did you all switch a design system yeah so i don't think the anyone any company or anything that's adopting a design system is not going to necessarily try to mimic the visual design or the elements that really scream out that that it belongs to that particular product or company right so for in, for example evergreen which is segments design system um i imported it into figma um so i could see all the elements and the artifacts but the goal wasn't to use it as is eventually i would minimally update its visual style right so if they use green as their primary color we would use purple or whatever color it is maybe change the rounded corners and 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 put in some other visual flair so really what is it that i'm taking from there um what i'm taking is just seeing everything that they've built in the design and perhaps in engine in 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 actual code the different pieces or the founding blocks that you would need and so i now see it or it's like seeing a list and then knowing to say oh i need to create these the other thing is these tools like figma or sketch have certain features that that allow you to create um elements in a way that you can customize and bend them when you're using them so for example if i have an element such as an input field you know an input field may or may not have hint text it may or may not have a label and it the label may sit above it or next to it it may have a little help icon it may have a tooltip now these are optional elements for example and so i may use an input field in a way where i can use the element and then configure these pieces so figma is specifically catering to the building of design systems and so what i might do is i may use the the way the design system or the element is built by another team so i learn and then i can create my own component right so it's not so much that you would just take the design system built by another company as is you're going to use it because you can see the inventory of things you might see how they are built so you can learn and you may decide that this is the kind of drop down with type ahead you know auto complete i want these are the sizes i want or you may use that as a reference to create your own sizes and 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 forms so to your question sense. about as much as we as much as we love uber and segment and all of those designs uh it would get pretty boring if the entire web looked that way so uh, i guess it makes sense that you <laughs> i guess no, it makes it... sense you would take it and put your twist on it 
yeah and i think you made a good point about everything would look the same it's kind of happening regardless right you're starting to see the same at least i see that happen a lot with design systems where i'm seeing some of the same things repeat and um you know after a point it's like well what's the point in trying to be too differentiated these are table stakes i need this okay fine i'll just make some adjustments i think the I saw gradient home pages as a product that had launched uh, on product hunt where <laughs> I think we're all seeing it right like the multicolored text and uh, the 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 home page going from a light purple in the top left corner to a dark purple or red or whatever in the bottom right, right corner there's a product where you can literally just ingest that into your website now <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. yeah i i mean that's that's exactly right i mean it's that's slightly different but design systems are doing that actively right i think yeah. the the question that you asked that i didn't really fully answer was about the changing i think what you do encounter with larger companies is they may or may not have had a design system they may have had some semblance of a system which was more so Uh, a library of elements that was being maintained in code right so the developers had a consistent way of building those components um and what may happen is in the company's journey like for example at coursera we embarked on a rebranding and so the rebranding essentially led to a new logo an entirely new color palette and really it showed up even in sort of the visual assets and so on that 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 coursera was going to use and so as soon as that rebrand happened naturally the conversation moved to updating the product with those new brand elements um and updating the look and feel of our internal application and so while this is happening it's um certainly a big take uh, undertaking right it calls for a significant amount of coordination really good planning really good estimation to be actually be able to pull this off well so they do take it on they're ambitious it's usually the larger companies that have driven you know mega design teams that have gotten very organized have good management streams um across the organization and coordination so there is some expertise that has been built in but it's bulky it's heavy to do such a thing <laughs> hmm. uh, i had one last question for you and i would love to follow up to dig into some of the stuff uh, some more but um, mm-hmm. you mentioned atomic design you mentioned speed uh, you just mentioned bulky how do new design systems differentiate over um, the existing ones i think the problem is outside of design system first of all design system means you have assets in a library of elements in your design files and then sim- and and alongside them live the coded components right and you'll often hear design system comp- uh, organizations or leaders say design systems are living living and breathing and are constantly updating which is kind of goes against what you're hoping for right when you think of a system you're hoping that you can kind of anchor on it and not see it constantly moving but what they're basically mm-hmm. saying is that it when you have a large product surface and you have a lot of variability it takes time to build out a design system and then also it's not static because a year later things will change and you kind of move in that direction and so now you're updating things i think the things that i would i would say at a higher level you know being very kind of judicious and and thoughtful about when to go down that path right like you, you know it, it you can get pretty obsessive when you're building design systems and that goes against what you're trying to accomplish right and so really you want to have these basic elements not just in your figma or design file so that you can quickly build but you also want um 
them in code so that when you're actually developing the experience, there's, that there isn't so much of a back and forth that needs to happen between design and engineering. And so they do accomplish that, but they that gets marginalized because of the obsession of building things perfectly in Figma or in code. So I would say that I would generally, if I was working in a team, I would hope that we are cognizant of how large we are and what our goals are. And we're not like obsessing over design systems, take them to the extent that they aid you, but let go when they start interfering or, you know, taking you away from what you really need to do, which is build the experience. All right. Thank you, Reshma. That was fantastic. I know we're coming up uh, almost on 15 or 20 minutes here and I have overstayed my 10-minute visit. The takeaway, keep your design systems at a size that's manageable. Don't over-obsess over it to the point where it starts to impede on things like speed and productivity. But at the same time, system that enables that uh, adaptability between design teams and engineering teams is where some of these can start to differentiate. Well, thanks so much, Reshma. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yep. Thank you, Adit. Great questions. Thank you.